0: Welcome to another week of makeup, masking, and murder. Today, I have one of my very, very best friends, Dominique Owen. Hey, y'all. <laughs> oh, cute. Dom lives in Texas now, so we got to bring that y'all in. Yes. Um, We've been friends since we were how old? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Seventh grade, right? Seventh <laughs> grade. Seventh okay. grade. That's
1: and insane. So For of- 12, right? We weren't even like...
0: Yeah, we were preteen. Yeah. Yeah, which, honestly, I feel like our kind of first story is a funny one that we won't talk about on air, but we kind of started with, like, a confrontation of sorts, right? We weren't exactly friends at the start. But and it, but it wasn't, like, negative. It was just kind of like we had a mutual friend, and uh, we're not going to get into this. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, But yeah, we've stayed friends throughout the years, even when we haven't seen each other for a while. And I don't know, we're—I feel like we're such different people, but so alike. And one of the things we have in common is loving everything scary. Yes, it's so fun. So, tell us about you. Dom just had a baby. Yes, like, please I have. I have an adorable nine-week-old baby, <gasps> Evelyn. So not Evelyn. really sleeping
1: right now, but. No. So you're such a she's saint on this. <laughs> no, she's amazing. Motherhood is amazing, but it is a lot. <laughs> uh, we live in Texas. My husband's in the army. I'm a nurse. And right now I'm not working because obviously I have a nine-week-old. Um, yeah. And, uh, but
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so amazing. I just can't wait to meet her in person. Can COVID just not exist yet? I know. Seriously,
1: I'd appreciate it because, yeah, everyone <laughs> has people to meet.
0: Yeah, seriously. Oh, well, great. Um, So I guess we'll just kind of start out with our little product spotlights and I'll go first. Okay. So I know you've used Olaplex before, right? Yes, I love it. You've used yeah. it on me when you've done my hair. Yeah, yeah. So there is, they have a oil now. Have you used that? Oh, no. So it's Olaplex number 7 and it's a bonding oil. And it's just like a hair oil. And honestly, Dom has really really curly hair. Amazing, <laughs> gorgeous. It's so long, just like blessed with the best. Um, but this might be something you like for well, yeah, tell me about like your curly hair and oils. Um. My mane,
1: as I call it, is ridiculous. Literally, we called it the cat named Sherry on my head in junior (laughs) high because it cannot be tamed. Um, But yeah, I've got super thick, long, coarse hair, which growing up in Utah, like dry climate, I feel like I could kind of get a hold of. But now, obviously, we live in Texas, so it's super, super humid. So I literally fight the frizz, and I feel like there's nothing I can ever do about it. and it's weird too because like the underneath of my hair is like really curly and the top is waves and like no matter what like it's just my curl pattern like
0: I honestly (laughs) you know my hair is like somewhat wavy it's not even curly but it It's so much curlier underneath. I think that's a pretty normal thing for sure. Also, this oil, it's Olaplex number seven bonding oil, and it's like a very yellow oil, but I still was able to use it when I had blonde hair because sometimes those get a little risky with light hair and like highlights and all of that. But yeah, it's pretty lightweight, and I like to just put it on honestly, like before I go to bed. And I just feel like it adds a lot of shine, and anything Olaplex, you know, is just rebuilding your hair. So, big fan big well, that's fan like over such here such good quality
1: do you mm-hmm. put it on when it's wet or like dry
0: I like to put it on dry and okay. I know some people will use oils when it's wet but I kind of think how it's like water and oil like separate from each other so I think it's I think it's a lot more beneficial on dry hair and also it's like you can see it working you know what I mean that totally makes sense I
1: feel like it would absorb way more versus yeah like if you've got water in your hair where is it gonna go
0: yeah, totally. And so you can buy this at Sephora. Um, yeah, it's a great product. Right on. I'll have to what, try it. What product do you have?
1: So I've never actually used this line before. It's Tula Skincare and it's a rose glow and get it eye cooling and brightening balm. Oh, okay. And I'm actually terrible because It was a gift, so I don't know where you can buy this,
0: but I'm sure just look it up online. And well, and I'll link these (laughs) underneath the show notes, anyways, if they just scroll down. So.
1: Yeah, no. So it was a super awesome gift given to me by a fellow mama. She gave me a cute little congrats, you're pregnant gift mm-hmm. box. And she actually told me that she used this in the hospital postpartum. So I brought it and it like, it smells minty, but it's not like overpowering and it doesn't like burn around your eyes. Mm-hmm. But like, I just do like two swipes under my eyes and it has a little bit of like an iridescent tint to it. Oh, so nice. it's not super lightening, but still like you feel refreshed it does yeah. have that cooling effect so it can help with puffiness and okay. like I brought it to the hospital and I really love it and it doesn't feel heavy
0: yeah it sounds like you could like use as like a highlighter on like your upper cheekbones and stuff too probably you totally probably could yeah amazing well this sounds great I need to try that out I've never yeah. heard of it. it sounds really awesome and I also love that it ties into like the motherhood and all of that
1: yeah, those under eye bags are serious. This
0: is my mess. This phase of my life. So I've been using it oh a gosh. lot and I really like it. I'm so proud of you. You're so amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Like, you went from working night shifts. Yeah. To now, like, I'm just like, you, I don't know. I don't know. You've always been good at like running no on sleep? zero sleep. Like, sleep when you're dead was your motto for. <laughs> ever since i've known you but like this is really taken into the next level so i'm super proud of you
1: <laughs> thank you i literally feel like like i've always been good with night shifts and little sleep but like i would this go in different. like sprints and now i'm in the
0: marathon
1: yeah like- <laughs> yeah yeah um but it's for worth sure. it it's worth it
0: <laughs> so yeah we had very we had so many sleepless nights doing we we did two all-nighters in a row once Right? We were up for like a straight 48 hours.
1: Literally. And I honestly don't understand what it is about that like preteen, teenage, like why Energy. was it a
0: challenge to us to how we mm, could so stay fun. Up? I don't know. <laughs> we thought it was the funnest thing in the whole world. Probably because we had the was. world to ourselves. It was. It honestly yeah. was. So, one of our amazing nights, was it your 16th birthday? Yes, my sweet 16. Oh my gosh. We're so, old for- now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning 26 in January, so that's a full 10 years ago. A decade. Well, nine. Because you just turned 25. Yes. Um, so Dominique's mom, Pilar, which we love you, Pilar, if you Mimi listen to Pete. this, oh, she's the best. Um, she decided to take us on this like haunted excursion of sorts. So we hit these like very iconic Salt Lake haunted attractions. <laughs> we rode a horse and carriage. We got the roast crisp sweet potatoes. It was quite the night. Yes. Um, and so we stayed at the infamous Piri Hotel, which Pilar worked there, right? As a teenager.
1: Yeah. So I guess, her, I mean, she knew our inspiration for everything haunted, which was so awesome that she like made this to the theme. Cause like my birthday is August, it's not October or anything, but she rocked it. But yeah. So when I was younger, she actually worked at the Peary hotel. So <sighs> she knew and like had experience from other guests and
0: people staying there about their own haunted experiences. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm I'm going to kind of give the background and then yes. let's get into what those experiences were. So, Peary Hotel is located in downtown Salt Lake and it was actually built in 1910, but it didn't open for business until September 15th, 1911. They held this huge, like, lavish reception. Hundreds of people flocked to the event and it just... Honestly, it's a beautiful building. It's got, like, chandeliers. Like, it's, like, very historic looking. And I actually was just reading that this investment group from Ohio just barely like put together. I don't know. They, they got it on some list and no one can change it basically.
1: Oh, it's like on the historical list. So now Mm -hmm. they can't like, Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so it, It actually was built during a period when they were like hotels were quickly popping up to match like the population increases from immigrants coming to work in the mines. Um, which I'd done an episode on a mining hotel before in Douglas, Arizona. So I feel like a lot of these from this time period, it's like they kind of all have these stories, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, The owners were David and Joseph Peary, and yeah, they built this hotel. Um, It's three stories high, has 95 rooms, and Peary was actually – he was a businessman and ran a brokerage office, so he, like, saw the need for this, you know? Yeah. And then Joseph, he – he was a superintendent over Weaver County schools. He founded the Ogden Public Library. He served as a Temple Square guide. He was a he was a busy guy. Dang. And then they also were sons of a banker. So they just honestly had like wealth. And when their father died in 1901, they inherited an estate valued at $750,000, which in today's dollars is more than $22 million. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so they just like <laughs> saw this need and like made this investment and went for it. And also, it cost $120,000 back then to build. Which oh now my, that's you're like crazy. That's nothing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. You can't even buy a house for that. Like No, not in Salt Lake. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so it became this hub for like guests coming through Salt Lake City on the railroads, which like this these really all tie together. Yeah. Which is really the, mining, wild. the railroads, all of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is so funny. I didn't know this little cute nugget, but by the 1940s, it advertised that it was the only hotel in Salt Lake City that had air conditioning. Strong. That was, yeah, I guess AC was in, um, invented in 1902, but it actually didn't become mainstream until the 1950s. Dang, so that was the place to be. That's where I would yeah. be in oh, the 1940s. it was hopping, <laughs> hopping. Um, it wasn't always known as Peary Hotel. In 1947, Harry Miles, who had leased the hotel for more than two decades prior, purchased the hotel and renamed it the Miles Hotel. Oh. Yeah. But they they quickly changed that back.
1: Sorry, Miles, it didn't stick. <laughs> Sorry, Miles,
0: it didn't stick. No one cared about you. No. Uh, but so it's always had like this folklore and mystery about it. Um, there are like a few specific ghosts that people will talk about until to be honest i couldn't in my research i and you might know different but i couldn't find any like specific legend of like someone dying there or some oh wait there were fires though right
1: there were fires i should have asked my mom like more recently because i remember when she was like, working oh there when I was God. young. I know. I should have asked her what oh. she remembers from working there. But the one ghost that people always saw, because when she was there, she was, like, an event coordinator. So the weddings, mm-hmm. luncheons, things like that. And they have two different, like, luncheon event rooms. Okay. And um, it was always... an older woman in like a bustier and big like gown and corset that was the ghost that people would see in the event room and I forget there I forget the names of them but it's always the same one like every single interaction or weird thing that happened it was in this event room on the second floor and it was always like an old woman in like a very elaborate
0: gown was the ghost that they saw Okay, so that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So what I found was everyone would talk about this like moaning, gnashing, wailing, whatever woman. So was that the same woman, would you say? I'd say it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and there also um, were like legends of these ghostly children running through the halls, which I think that's oh. about to tie in to our story our personal experience um the strange smell of perfume which could be this woman right oh i bet it and then all of this yes (laughs) and then a tall dark man who stands in doorways before disappearing when approached and i believe didn't we have someone tell us about the basement and he said they, they would see a tall man so
1: we, side note from our night at the period hotel, when my mom worked there, she had, we had like a girl's night with my aunts and my Nana and we had a, super fun time and once we got settled in our hotel room my mom was like you know let me go show you where our office is which was in the basement Mm -hmm. so she like takes us through the whole hotel and like we go back through the kitchen and take like the back staff elevator down to the basement Mm -hmm. and it was after hours like it was probably like 10 o'clock at night and we're walking through and my I remember it was my aunt and then me and then my nana and of course my mom's in the back And Mm -hmm. so my aunt, Nick, literally turns a corner down this dark and dreary hallway and starts shrieking Oh, at the top of her lungs. And I see this tall man, like, coming out of the shadows towards us. And Nick, like, literally. (laughs)
0: I'll get this. Nick literally. (laughs) I've never heard this.
1: (laughs) Nick buckles down to the ground and out of the shadows comes my mom's co-worker gary they had shut plotted up. the whole thing against us shut up you are yeah. you dog Hilar. yeah he, he, gary was the manager at christopher's which is the restaurant that's attached to the Peary hotel mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. was at the time anyways so her and him literally plotted this whole thing for oh our stay gosh. and scared the living daylights out of us So that wasn't a ghost. That was Gary. Okay. Gary, really? It really set the tone for, like, I totally thought she was going to pull something like that on us, and she didn't. Um,
0: But did she?
1: I don't think so. (laughs)
0: Okay. Okay, so... I don't even know how to set the scene for what happened to us because either. i actually just told eden today i was telling her this trying to tell her a story and i'm like this just doesn't make sense like it sounds like i'm like throwing together random facts like it was such a weird so bizarre do you still have the picture of the keyhole i don't i don't okay, do you? we'll get there we'll get there i'll have to look do you my have phone. it okay so so basically i mean this is jumping forward to like things we're going to tell you about but i want to stick with one subject at a time so <laughs> yes. we got go through our whole ghost tour we have a whole night and then we go back to the hotel and it's just me and dom and then people are staying in another room and we're like oh like i don't know it's kind of creepy but it was like fine and we were just i don't know i don't even feel like we're that riled up at this point we weren't and like we had done some like rio grande and like other
1: places that night but like we weren't like nothing had really happened we weren't super spooked no,
0: we were just having fun. Yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden, and please interject and correct me when I'm <laughs> wrong, because I do feel like I have pieces missing. Um, but all of a sudden we hear a bang on our door.
1: On our right? literal
0: door, without a doubt. Yeah. And we, we were right there. So we jump up and instantly get to that keyhole and look out. And there's <laughs> there's a painting. <laughs> That when we had gone down, so they showed us the basement, as I had mentioned earlier, this painting was in the basement. Yes. But the weird part is the painting, which is framed, was wet and covered in grass. (laughs) I remember the grass because there was grass all down the hallway. And And we were very specifically covered in grass. And it wasn't a rainy day, it was an August Eve. Like it was a hot night. Yeah, we were literally in dresses. Okay, so so we're like, what the hell? So we, like, open the door. We peer out. We don't see anyone there. And then we close it. And then what was it? No less than 30 seconds later, another bang at the door. Yep. And I think at that point, we were like, this is Pilar. And I think think we were on the phone with her her when the the second one happened. Yep. And she, like started laughing and was like oh
1: you guys stop like you're fine but i think and she heard the knock the second she time. heard the second knock and was like shit like, yeah because okay. then she because her room wasn't next to ours i don't know if it no, was like it was down, down, the down the hallway the hall. but then she started like coming towards us because she i know not hear she- it
0: well and i think as a mother she's like is there a strange person knocking at their door like yeah. you know what i mean like, like, like it almost on. switches that instinct to more of like "Oh, uh, ghost." to like oh wait are they like about to get like snapped? Yeah. are they know? okay <laughs> um and then i think she came over and i don't know i feel like we would have been able to tell if she was lying to us she would have told us eventually because we were really riled it's up. been years yeah. yeah so so yeah that's it that's the whole story <laughs>
1: Well, no, no, don't you remember? So, literally, the picture frame with the grass, it was grass. I, like We uh, were so baffled. And like downtown felt like there wasn't even grass nearby. There wasn't even grass nearby. Like, no. So we were riled up about that. And then, yeah, the second bang that had us really freaked out. And she was like, don't open the door. I'm coming. So then she came into our room. And then we had a third one. And then that's when we peered back through the keyhole. And remember, then there were three men standing outside <gasps> of the room across the <gasps> street. Because that's, that's the picture yeah. I have. The picture is my phone through the keyhole, and you see, like, the muddy, grassy, wrecked picture from the basement. Yeah. And then there's three men standing outside of the room
0: directly across from us. Yes. Yep. So do you think we're about <laughs> to get, like, do you think this was more like a human trafficking situation? Like, I don't know. But <laughs> rather in than a coast- coasting, we did not sleep that night. No, I didn't sleep. Uh, no. A second. No. A second. Like, Yeah. And yeah, Anna, no. I was just terrified. I forgot there were men. Yeah, that's, yeah. that feels scarier now. <laughs>
1: no, that place is 100% haunted
0: yeah and like but they mom, seemed the like alive she worked there men not ghosts right? yeah no i mean i don't think we were
1: seeing things but like what was so unsettling about it is when we first oh, i don't know why we opened the door the first time 16 <laughs> year old idiots but like well i think
0: we were trying to peer down the hall see so if we could catch a pilar running right
1: away and that's what was so crazy is like in the time because we were like we had just like shut the door like we were close to the door like in the time it took us from the knock to us opening it like even if it would have been people in the room adjacent to us, we would have seen them going into their room. Like, yeah, there was no explanation as to where that painting showed up from, because we had just came into our room. It wasn't there when we came down the hallway. No. And, like, the grass down the hall, like,
0: there was just no explanation. It's the grass for me,
1: (laughs) honestly. And the wet. Why is it (laughs) wet?
0: Yeah. So, if anyone has anything to say about that please let us know because I have no answers and it's been 10 years and if anyone else we need to get my mom on this because I know she
1: had a haunting experience there but I can't even tell you how many people claim that they saw the woman on
0: the second floor wow what floor were we staying on I believe we're on the third I think we're on the third no we were on the third yeah well crazy well so another place we visited that night and this is like a pretty famous Utah haunted you know, all of that. It's but like on there's... all their, like, bus ghost tours, I feel like. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, are we talking about the same one? I think so. Rio, Rio Grande? Yeah, Rio. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Rio Grande was, like, this train station, um, and it's not used as a train station anymore. No. But do you know the story? Because I, I didn't don't. until today. Uh, I've just always known that it's haunted. I We
1: should do one of those bus tours the next time I come into town. Can oh, we dude, please? I did one once. Oh, I did one
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, much to discuss I, I would do it again yeah sure.
1: yeah but I don't actually sure. know the story of Rio Grande I just know it's something yeah. with the bathroom
0: yeah so basically like the story is this woman Um, was fighting with her fiancé at the train station. And I don't know if she just found out he was cheating or if they were just fighting or what happened. But in this rage, she throws her wedding ring or her engagement ring onto the train tracks. Oh. Instantly regrets it, hops down, and gets hit by a train. (gasps) Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yep so oh gosh. since that time yeah it's pretty morbid <laughs> so since that time there have been numerous reports of lights turning on and off doors slamming objects being moved paintings in the building appearing crooked like it's all these things but the really famous thing is there's this woman's bathroom and people will just hear isn't it moaning? this woman yeah, moaning, yeah. laughing, singing. Yeah. They they call um also a lot of this information I found from a Desert News article by Andrew Adams. Um but they call her the purple lady. And yeah, she she'll show up and she seems really angry and unhappy though. But They've heard her singing at night. People have heard her laughing during the day, like it's not necessarily like at a certain time, yeah. but there was also this other occurrence where all of the sinks were just like full blast, and they were twisting the knobs, and they wouldn't turn off.
1: oh my gosh,
0: and so this guy comes in, he's like grabbing tools, and he like goes to finally they like bring someone and he goes to finally do it, and all of a sudden they just all turn off all they all he didn't even at like touch same it time mm-hmm, and he like Ooh. didn't even touch it.
1: So I just got said with, <laughs> I know. I know.
0: Um, while details vary on who you're talking to, it's agreed that the woman is wearing early 1900s dress, though. Okay. She's got a large hat, a long dress, and is in dark purple. That's why they call the her purple the lady. purple woman. Yeah, the purple lady. <gasps> and they say she's quite beautiful but appears sad, you know, Aww. Those so with the sad eyes. Her Abby it. with the sad eyes. <laughs> so it's not that they even hear her. Like, sometimes they'll see her, too. Yeah, which I hadn't Ooh. heard of that before, but I I feel like that's maybe more like workers. I've seen her because yeah. I don't know. I don't, do people see ghosts during the day? I'm not sure to be honest.
1: All of the well, I do remember my mom like taking it back to the woman at the Perry Hotel since like it was one of the event rooms that was inside without windows. Like they would see her during the day. It wasn't just at night. Yeah, but I don't like okay. outside. No,
0: I don't know. Yeah. Well, I just feel, well, you know what? I don't know. Either way, yeah. either way, people are seeing her. And so we went there. We didn't see anything, but it was no. cool to walk around. And but it's, I didn't want to go cool to alone. I
1: made you go with me. Yeah. I remember
0: yeah, that. Absolutely. Of course not. <laughs> You're not going in there alone. No. No. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And then <laughs> this was one that we actually visited a lot over the years. I'm going to tell you guys, me and Dom had this group of friends, and like maybe one of these friends had like ghost hunting equipment. Yes. We would just head on up to the <laughs> avenue, Salt Lake City Cemetery, and you know, have a good time. Which, please appreciate like our
1: younger ghost years, obviously 15, 16. That oh, like this wasn't college. This, let, let me just preface like, we still had friends with literal ghost hunting kits
0: in college. So. This clearly is a passion of ours. A passion <laughs> through the ages. <laughs> it's, we're gonna die with this. Like, <laughs> if I die first, please pull out that gear and try to yes, talk to me. I'll find you. <laughs> I assume nothing else is gonna happen. So, so this is a very famous one. It's called Emo's Grave, and this one feels more like an urban legend type, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. Because I tried to research it, and honestly, like. There's just no rhyme or reason to this story. Um, Emo's grave is a mausoleum. It's located in the Jewish section of the Salt Lake City Cemetery, and it's a tomb. Um, in the tomb was buried Jacob Moritz. He was a German man, and he immigrated to the United States. And he actually, I didn't know this, but he actually, like, owned this big brewing company. Oh, okay. Um, it became immensely successful. Um... Yeah, I don't know. He was like the big brewer in Salt Lake. Like it was like it, like I just I didn't know any of this. Yeah. So And why why he, is
1: it Emil's grave
0: if that's not the guy's name? Well, just wait. <laughs> okay. Just wait. Getting ahead of myself. No, no, no. So I don't like I don't know. I'm just like reading all these facts about him. Yeah. And he, he oh, he was involved in the Utah politics. Okay. Um And also being in Utah that early on and selling alcohol, like, he had to be, like, some sort of kind of taboo guy or outsider, you know? Definitely. Um, But he definitely made a fortune from all of this. Um, But in – so, yeah. He's, like, start. he's selling in Salt Lake. He's selling – in idaho wyoming arizona colorado even parts of california dang and And back in the day like (laughs) oh my gosh with travel and everything that's impressive and i guess like at the height of his success he owned over 36 saloons oh my gosh yeah so there's all that and then it says in october oh also this is an article on the dead history by jennifer oh no where did my thing go by Jennifer Jones. Okay, Thanks Jennifer Jones for some of this information. Um, but so he in 1909, he like gets a passport. He's super excited. He's maybe retiring. He's made his wealth, you know, and he decides he's gonna go travel to Europe. Um, Mr. Moritz had been in poor health for a few months, and they thought like rest along with like going to these German local mineral springs would do his health good. Yeah. By June of 1910, they made their way to Germany, and that's where he passed away of lung and stomach cancer. Oh shoot! He died. It. I know he died at the age of 61, and then literally jumps to and this is where Emo's grave begins. Wait, what? Like what? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. So he actually ended up being cremated, and they put his ashes in this tomb. And literally everything I read was like, no one knows why this started like no one knows who started this rumor no one knows who started this game but basically what you do is you like go to this tomb and you just say emo emo com- uh, what do you say do you remember
1: i don't remember i just remember us walking around and there was a ton of like creepy symbols on it and like yeah we got an overwhelmingly terrible vibe we did like we did we shut it down quick and we're like Oh, okay, never mind. We need to go. Let's
0: go. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, you walk around. Okay, I found it. You walk around Emo's grave three times while chanting Emo, Emo, Emo. And then the legend is that the face of Jacob Moritz would appear inside the window on the front of the grave. And it's like these glowing red eyes.
1: And it's like but a again, weird, like, metal bar.
0: Like, the whole yeah, thing is really unsettling. Just, it, yeah. But it's just like I kind of honestly researching this, I was kinda of like, I feel like a D bag because like it doesn't really seem like this guy did anything. Yeah. Like, I don't know why we're it... acting like he's haunting us all. And like, why do you say that too? Like, I don't, know. I don't know. That's just the legend. And yeah, and I guess actually his wife ended up taking his ashes out. So I think it's like an empty tomb at this point. I wonder if his spirit still
1: sits there though. Like maybe if the ashes are gone, but maybe he like if he actually died in Germany, like You know what I mean? If he doesn't know, like, where to be laid to rest.
0: Probably, honestly. And, like... There, I did find something that was like, he was the first satanic worshiper in Utah. According to legend, locals burned him at the stake. No, that didn't happen. Like he passed away in Germany. Like, what on earth? I don't know what to tell you. So I think this was like a lot of like misconstrued. Like it would be interesting to know if there actually is another story. And this just was one of those that got passed down, passed down, passed down. Yeah. Like, people just lost track. and. Um. But while looking at this, I found another thing that I know you know about, and we might have gone to this night, but you probably forgot about. Do you know what I'm talking about? In the same cemetery? I don't remember
1: any other specific place we went in the cemetery. I just remember our experience
0: at the end of the night. Okay, wait. So I'm going to tell you this
1: first. Okay, yeah. Tell me first, and maybe it'll refresh my memory. I just remember And also, I don't we know were, like, what you're talking
0: about, if I'm being honest. I just remember... Okay. I'll, you okay. tell me, and then I'll... Yeah. Also, I'm going to turn off the lights, the sun... Or turn on the lights, the sun went down, and oh. I can't see anything. It's pitch black in my room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is really unsettling for these stories. yeah. So I've seen this. You've seen it. There's actually this headstone in this same cemetery, and it says, Lily Edith Gray... 1881 to 1958 victim of the beast 666 oh my gosh yeah didn't you just get full body chills uh-huh. actually yeah I'm itchy now yeah me too <laughs> that's why I had to turn on the light I'm gonna be honest in no world was I reading that to you and not talking about I know, it I literally not remember that
1: because was it Brawlio that was like why is there 666 on a headstone
0: yeah, yep yeah Again, full body chills. Yep. Right now. I'm not happy about this, but no one has ever had any reason why they think this is like there's no, there's not even a legend, there's nothing like no one has ever confirmed what it means or victim clarified. Of the beast, it, just,
1: it says
0: victim of the beast 666. I just remember the 666 and we freaked. Yeah. So I will throw <sighs> up a photo of that because that's the most unsettling thing I've ever seen. So
1: yeah, fun times at Right El High. Uh, yes. No, I just remember like, yeah, we the goal was Emil's grave like that's what we went there for and like we were the only two locals like everyone we brought were like college friends from out of state like they didn't know what the Mm -hmm. heck journey they were about to go
0: on with us no and I also to clarify this was a different night this was with the college right yeah this this
1: is our college era
0: (laughs) this was five years later when we were still doing this shit
1: but yeah literally like we found Emil's grave and it had like all the weird symbols on the outside that you could tell like other probably teenagers had like scratched and like defiled it and like the metal I remember like we didn't see eyes or anything like we were anticipating but like it said a very creepy tone and then we literally I think just found the grave that said 666 and got Mm -hmm. even more creeped out and then I don't know if you remember we were kind of lights. Yes, we were like spread out at this point. Like some of the group was in one area using the ghost
0: kit thing. And then some of us were playing hide and go yeah. clap, <laughs> like
1: the freaks we
0: were. There was a lot going on and we were all like
1: freaking each other out. But then, don't you remember, like off in the distance? Because if any of you have been to the cemetery, like it's on a hill, like it's not all flat yeah. ground. And it's big it's big it's it's not well lit (laughs) it's dark in there and like we kept seeing off in the distance by like the main like curator's house or like whatever building it is we kept seeing this light flashing and we started uh, running for the car. Sprinting. And then yeah. we were like frantically trying to find the rest of the group and we didn't know everyone was and no one was answering their phones. And then, yeah, <laughs> some of them were playing clap, whatever.
0: C- Chris,
1: but then- this is for you. <laughs>
0: you were the one yeah, escalating the situation. But then
1: we all ended up like back by the car and from the cars, we were like getting ready to like screech off. You still saw the flashing light that was not there yeah. the first half that we were there. Like someone was all someone or something else was on those grounds.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and it wasn't like a consistent flash no. necessarily. No, like not. it was like very sporadic. Mm-hmm. So it felt like more like someone was effing with us straight up. Yeah. Like, but it wasn't someone from our group. Like we all ended oh, up. Oh no, back I don't together. think it was a person. I mean like a spirit. Yeah. And that's actually when you look it up, that's like a pretty common thing that spirits will do is, you know, they'll mess with lights, they'll mess with different energies and frequencies. So Ugh.
1: Wow! <laughs> I have chilled so, all over again. I like literally feel like I know, I'm back at that
0: night now. Oh, they were both such good nights. They were all such good nights. Yeah, dude, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. I like. Oh my gosh, these were amazing. Do you have any more stories that come to mind? I have, oh well, well we do. Okay, yeah, we, we have do have one, weather, but we wanted we have to a whole other episode, a different coming. one, right? Yeah, Yeah. you know what? And I say we leave an Easter egg. Me and Dom were (laughs) out to get ourselves, I feel like. Yeah. Self sabotage. Definitely visited the Bundy residence a time or 10. So we will be coming back very soon with an episode about that. That deserves its own episode. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) So until next time. Thank you. Until next time, thank you so much for coming and taking time out of your busy busy schedule absolutely and schedule yes I love you so much and yeah thank you guys for listening don't forget to rate and review on apple podcasts and I will leave all this information under the show notes and yeah we'll see you guys next week yes. thank you so much happy Halloween love you Dominique <laughs> oh happy Halloween okay <laughs> goodbye yeah. guys love you bye, bye. bye. This episode of Makeup, Masking, and Murder was brought to you by me, your host, Abby Evans, with special thanks to our amazing production manager, Brad Newfeld. Our theme song and music are written by David Evanhoff, owner of David Ebenhoff Sound Designs, with vocals by the amazing Emily Starr and David Evanhoff. Thank you to this amazing team and all of our wonderful guests. And don't forget to go write and review on Apple Podcasts and visit us on Instagram at at Makeup, Masking, and Murder. And we will see you next week.